This is an after school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matatuck, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. My name is Andrew Simmons. I'm going to be your host today, uh, your sole host today. We're doing another solo episode. Uh, Josh is out doing his thing, and he's taking some time off this week. Um, If you really enjoyed last week, the Nick Dewar episode, uh, we were stoked to have him back. And we have another interview next week that I'm really excited for you to see. But today, uh, I just actually finished reading, I want to say last week, I finished reading this book right here, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. I'm actually working on a YouTube video, breaking down some really cool things that I found in this book that I think would be really cool for uh, producers and uh, mixing engineers and artists to know uh, from this book. highly recommend it. If you are on the YouTube, you could see it right there. See what it looks like. It's got a nice, cool little square form factor. It's a little different than uh, what you would expect from a normal book. Uh, And then the inside of it has a really cool, like, bunch of different pictures and, like, artwork kind of in it. It's really, really, really an easy read. But I wanted to kind of go through some quick ideas of some things that I found, some things I took notes on, some things that really stuck out to me. Uh, in this book about uh, stealing like an artist, he says 10 things about being creative. These are just kind of things that he says that I've really pulled some other ideas out of and I wanted to kind of relay them to you guys. So uh, without further ado, we'll dive right into it. Number one, uh, and I don't know how many of these I'm going to do, So we'll see. But uh, the first one and number one is write what you like and not what you know. Now, this is a little counterintuitive to the idea of write what you know. And he says write because he's a writer. Um, I would even change that wording to be make what you like, not what you know. Do what you like, not what you know. I think this is a little counterintuitive from what you've probably heard before, which is like, do what you know and see what happens. Well, I think that there's, there's something to be said for trying to find your passion because you know what you know and you know what you like. And sometimes that can be the same thing, which is really, really cool, but not always. And I think that you need to explore the thing that you like, because I think that you're going to have a lot more passion behind that thing. You can always combine the thing that you like and the thing that you know in a way that might be different. And maybe that's where you're going to find like your new niche or whatever. Um, But he says, write what you like or do or make what you like, not what you know, to explore that passion more, to give yourself give yourself an okay to uh 
make what you enjoy. Because if you enjoy it, it's going to be a lot easier to make it. So I'm actually going to pull, I'm going to read straight from the book here. Uh, he talks about reading, uh, seeing Jurassic Park it came out on his 10th birthday. And he says he didn't know at the time he, because only the first one was out, he started continuing to write more stories about Jurassic Park when he was 10. Uh, and he said, I didn't know at the time, but I was writing what we now call fan fiction, fictional stories based on characters that already exist. 10-year-old me saved the story to a hard drive. A few, later, a few years later, Jurassic Park 2 came out, and it sucked. And the sequel always sucked compared to the sequel in our heads. The question every young writer asked at some point is, what should I write? And the standard answer is, write what you know. This advice always leads to terrible stories in which nothing interesting happens. We make art because we like art. We're drawn to certain kinds of work because we're inspired by people doing that work. All fiction is, in fact, fiction. The best advice is to not write what you know. It's to write what you like. Write the kind of story you like best. Write the story you would want to read. Or in our instance, I would say, make the music that you would want to hear. Write, do the thing that you would want to see done. The same principle applies to your life and career. Whenever you're at a loss for what move to make next, just ask yourself, what would make a better story? So let's take that and say, we're, we're making the music that we want to see made. You're like, well, I have never heard this thing and this thing done before. And I really like, I've never heard jazz and uh, metalcore done together. And now I know that there is a band called Issues that does that. But And there are a couple different bands that kind of do that thing now. But I've never heard that done before. Let's combine those and see what it makes. I like both of those things. Why would combining them not work, right? I see, I see somewhere um, where this kind of specific music taste, adding this kind of synth or doing this kind of specific musical influence in a, another genre of music, of something, both things that I enjoy, but I see people not doing that. Why don't I try that? If it sucks, then it sucks and that's fine. No one has to hear it. But if it's cool, then you've innovated in such a really interesting way. Uh, you can ask yourself, what would make a better song? What would make this production better? And yeah, I think that's a really, that was a really interesting, that was a interesting takeaway uh, throughout, throughout the book. And he, he expands on that in a couple different ways um, after that, but I just wanted to read that excerpt for you. We'll probably be reading some random excerpts of some stuff that I found um so yeah that's number one make what you like and not what you know uh the second thing we're going to talk about is climb your own family tree now quote family tree the, this idea is the idea of everybody has influences and everybody has quote unquote a family uh you can't control who your physical family is because that's impossible but what you can do is control who your influences are or who you look up to. Uh, so creating your own kind of family map, right? 
So let me, I'll read a little bit of an excerpt in that, in that frame of mind for you and kind of explain a little bit more after that. Okay. Marcel Duchamp said, I don't believe in art. I believe in artists. This is actually a really good method for studying. If you try to devour the history of your discipline all at once, you'll choke. That's too much for you to handle. Instead, chew on one thinker. So thinker being a writer, an artist, an activist, or a role model that you have in your specific industry. Somebody that you really love. Study everything there is to know about that thinker or artist, but we're just going to call him a thinker. Then find three people that that thinker loved and find out everything about them. Repeat this as many times as you can and, quote, climb up the tree as far as you can go. Once you build your tree, it's time to start your own branch. So you're, what you're doing is you're finding somebody that you really enjoy as an artist and or as a producer or as a mix engineer, and you're saying, all right, I really like this individual. Study that individual's entire catalog, entirety of their entire body of work and what they make. Then once you've done that, one person at a time, say, okay, who does that person enjoy? Who's somebody that really influenced this person? Uh, and you can even, from a musical standpoint, you can even say, what record by my my this first person that you're studying, what record is my favorite of theirs who influenced that record and then find out who that influence was and then study that person's entire body of work and study that person's influences. And then like you see, it'll kind of start to branch off and branch off. And then uh, like, like, like the book said, pick three from each individual instance and study those three people's work. And as you see, it'll kind of, branch off into a big tree and you have so many influences to pull from that you will inevitably start making more not only more interesting stuff but more unique stuff to you the more times that you kind of do this tree uh family quote family tree model of influence studying um i thought that was really interesting i'm actually going to do this myself uh, I think in a video or maybe in a podcast at some point where I take my top three influences uh, as a producer and then go across um, some of their best work and then find their influences and expand on that. Uh, I just think that would be a really interesting uh, video or conversation. But I think you should also do that. Literally get down with a piece of paper and write down your maybe your number one influence. And then from there, study their whole body of work. Find that individual's top three influences that they cite the most. And then study those three influences. And then copy and paste all the way down until you've gotten yourself overwhelmed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I find that as a really good exercise to not only branch yourself out into new music, but also invest in yourself as far as opening yourself up to new influences in a way that will make you better. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about a great company called That Pitch. Have you ever had some leftover song ideas you just didn't know what to do with? Or maybe you needed to flex that writing muscle, but you still need to get paid. 
enter that pitch. A sync licensing company that pitches your productions directly to their exclusive list of clients. That pitch has already paid out over $120,000 to its members since October of 2020. They provide production advice, business training, and other resources to make your songs better. Go to thatpitch.com to sign up and use the code HANGOUT for 20% off your monthly or yearly subscription. Number three. So number one, being right, do what you like or make what you like, not what you know. Number two, being climb your own, quote, family tree. And then number three, we're gonna, we are going to go to Make your brain uncomfortable. I, I distinctly remember this one being really, really good. Um, this is this comes from a chapter uh, called "Leave Home, Leave Home," um, and this is about like getting out of your comfort zone. And uh, so the idea being, you need to put yourself in different situations to make your to get you out of your comfort zone, make your brain uncomfortable, make yourself uncomfortable so that you make different stuff so that you think differently so that you approach whatever you're working on differently. If I'm working at home versus working at a studio in Atlanta or at a studio in Raleigh, I'm going to think differently naturally just because my location changes. You know, I might do some of the same tendencies and stuff, but I'm going to just feel a little different being in a different space mentally it makes my brain uncomfortable right so i'm going to read a little excerpt from this it said your brain gets too comfortable in your everyday surroundings you need to make it uncomfortable you need to spend some time in another land among people that do things differently from you travel makes the world look new and when the world looks new our brains work harder the time I was lucky enough to spend living in Italy and England when I was 19 and 20 certainly changed my life, but I would note that a foreign culture isn't necessarily across the sea or in another country. For most folks who grew up where I grew up, Texas, might as well be Mars. If you know we need to leave home, where should we go? Where should we choose to live? There's a bunch of different factors to consider. Personally, I think bad weather leads to better art. You don't want to go outside, you so you stay inside and work. Uh, when I lived in Cleveland, I got a lot of work done in the brutal months of winter. Down here in Texas, I get all of my work done in the brutal hot summers, which is about six months out of the year. If you know anything about those kind of areas, it's about the same amount of time. It helps to live around interesting people and not necessarily people that do what you do. And this is another, I'm going to stop reading right here and make a point of, Yes, and surround yourself with those kinds of people. Writers only hanging out with writers feels, gets a little bit of like a creative bubble where everything's just the same, right? Sometimes a songwriter needs to go work with a different producer. A producer needs to talk to a filmmaker or a videographer or somebody in uh, as like a book writer or somebody who writes copy or somebody who writes children's books uh, as from a podcast perspective, I listen to a bunch of different podcasts from a bunch of different people, guys who make, who do web development guys who are, like I said, children's book writers or illustrators. 
people that do marketing, like I try to surround my, myself and my knowledge it, getting pulled from a bunch of different places so that I feel refreshed, so that I feel like I'm coming up with new ideas. I'm pulling things from different places that aren't necessarily the music industry so that when I take those things and I put it in the music industry, it's potentially something that has never happened before, or it gives me a new outlook on something that I might be struggling with or might be hitting a wall on. Uh, so I'm going to continue. Uh, I feel a little incestuous when I hang out with only writers and artists. So I enjoy the many filmmakers, musicians, and tech geeks who live in Austin. Oh, and food. Food should be, the food should be good. You should have a place that feeds you creative, socially, spiritually, and literally. Even if you set up a new home, you need to leave it now and then. And at some point, you might need to just move on. The good news is nowadays, a lot of your peers are right where you left them on the internet. The biggest travel and easiest travel that you can do is on Google, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram in your social circles on the internet, uh, getting involved with groups and things like that will open you up to a bunch of different worldviews. But also, like I said, on podcasts, you're able to consume different worldviews, different points of view from a bunch of different aspects of new industries that you aren't necessarily in. And that'll open your mind to a bunch of new ways to approach your industry. And I think that is where I'm going to call it. Once again, this was uh, a couple things that I wrote down from Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. I think the book is like 15, 20 bucks uh, online, or you could probably get it for like five or 10 bucks on uh, Kindle if that's your thing. Uh, I prefer the physical copy of this because as you can see, if you're watching it, it's kind of square and really cool. Like I said, it's got really cool like artwork. Uh, it's a pretty short read, maybe like 140 pages, something like that. Um, but it's extremely powerful. He's got multiple books. I'm super excited to dive into the next two. Uh, the next two being Show Your Work and Keep Going. They both sound really, really interesting. I've heard a lot of good things specifically about Show Your Work. So I'm really excited to dive into that book as well. Uh, but yeah, it's been three points. I guess I just did three uh because I have a couple more, but I haven't fully fleshed those ideas out yet. Those are the three more fleshed out ideas that I pulled from this book. Uh, write what you like or make what you like, not what you know. Climb your own family tree. Make that family tree of influences. And then make your brain uncomfortable. Put yourself in mentally uncomfortable situations so that you can grow and bring new things back to your situation and your industry. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Instagram at Home Studio Hangout. This is where we do the majority of our interactions. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, feel free to hit us up at Home Studio Hangout. If you're not subscribed yet on YouTube or on the podcasting platform, please do so. It'll help you stay up to date, get you new episodes. Next week, we have another incredible interview. I'm excited to share that one with you. And if you could take a second and give us a review on Apple Podcasts, honestly, that would be a huge help. It will push this podcast to new people, help everyone grow together, and give some new outlooks onto 
people that might need it. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. We will see you next week. So keep on creating. <laughs>